Being Reasonable comes to you from the WHUP studios in downtown Hillsboro, North Carolina. I'm Mark Solomon, and you are taking part in Being Reasonable, the weekly conversation show that focuses on how we've arrived on our steadfast views and our desire to know what is true. To participate in this friendly collaboration, all you need is respectfulness and an honest interest in the truth. We can all improve the way we form and consider our beliefs. And we can do so by being reasonable. One, two. On this week's show, we listen to an additional three shorter conversations. First, Jessica discusses her belief that alcoholism is a disease. Next, Chris talks about his belief in ghosts. And finally, we hear Paul attempt street epistemology for the very first time when he speaks with Pamela as she discusses her belief in the rights of all people. Well, one, that alcoholism is a disease. Okay. And that it's a family, it's a family disease. Alcoholism, alcoholism is a disease. Yeah. We can discuss that as belief. That would be, that's perfectly fine. That, yeah. Does that work? Do yes, absolutely. Okay. Because I feel like maybe that's more of a fact, but I don't know. I don't know if that's let's, true. Let's or not. find out together. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll go. We're going on this journey together. We're going to yeah, find out. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so alcoholism is a disease. Yeah. By alcoholism, what do we mean? Well, that's interesting because I don't identify as an alcoholic, but I grew up in an alcoholic family, or that's what I think. And um, so I think the alcoholics that I've talked to is would say that it's anybody who cannot um, easily stop drinking they the one drink and that's that's it they're gonna keep going and so they also don't they're not really making the decision whether or not they're gonna drink it's not really a choice it's like she's a compulsion once you start drinking you can't stop right and that might be over the course of days or weeks or months or years or maybe that's in a single you know sit down to have one drink is not really something that they can do without a, a lot once the, once the button turns on, you just can't be switch. flipped back off. Yes, my brother refers to it as an allergy, but I'm not, see, I'm not an alcoholic, so I don't know. I just know the family part, because I'm in the family. Gotcha. Okay. Thank you. Now I understand what you mean by alcoholism, and what do we mean by disease? Um, well, I guess I think of disease, and I, yeah, I'm not a doctor, so I don't know what the definition of disease is, but I think of a disease as any kind of um, imbalance in the body that is trying to take you down. A disease is an imbalance in the body that's trying to take you down. Yeah, its job is to kill you. Okay, so let's, uh, so a disease, <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm gonna try to understand I don't know if that's true or not, but that's how I think of it. Well, and what's more important is I really want to understand your definition. Yeah. So, I, so a disease is something in your body that's trying to take you down. Yeah. Kill or you an imbalance, or take you down. an imbalance. Or imbalance that's trying to take yes. you down. Yeah, so like what is an example of a disease would be like cancer or, right. um, you know, any any disease, you know, it's designed, it's an imbalance in such a way that it's... Is lactose intolerance a disease? <laughs> I don't know. No, I'm asking. I want to know It probably you... feels like it's trying to take you down at times. Trying to take me down. <laughs> like every ice cream <laughs> is like a slippery slope of... <laughs> um, <laughs> take you down to the bathroom. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm just trying to understand what you mean. By yeah, taking I don't, down. it's very hard to speak in absolutes. I don't know. Yeah. And I know that doctors have a hard time speaking absolutes when it comes to disease because, you know, some people live a very long time with disease and including alcoholism. It's like you can live your whole life with alcoholism and, you know, maybe you die, maybe you die um, falling off the curb and hitting your head, but you were drunk when it happened. So, yeah. you know, you could have died from your disease, you know? So let's, uh, let's just, I'm just trying to think of a working definition for disease, just yeah. so I understand, so we can yeah. both talk about the same Should thing. Should I look it up? No, no, no. Okay. Well, if you want to. No, I mean. But, up to you, but just so, it's an imbalance that's just, it's just where, once you have this imbalance, it's make you're worse off in some way than where you were before you had this yeah. imbalance it's a, it's or change. An, yes. Okay. And it's not in, it's an imbalance that leans not towards health. Gotcha. That's a good way to put it. 
Imbalanced leaning not towards health. Okay. On a scale, let's say from one to seven. Yeah. How confidently do you believe that this is true, your belief? Oh, seven. And on a scale from one to seven, how important is it for you to believe in true things, things that are true and real? Oh, pretty important. I'd say seven. How do you know your belief is true? Yeah, I guess, um, well, you know, I never know, okay, I never know, I mean, I always think I'm right, but I'm always open to being wrong. And if I find, you know, like when, maybe when you die, you like, somebody like comes and tells you all the answers to the things you ever wondered. And if they're like, oh, by the way, you know, actually alcoholism is not a disease. I'd be like, oh, that's weird. Interesting. I mean, I wouldn't be devastated, but it does feel very true to me in my experience. Okay. So you're at a seven, but then you're saying, I'm just trying to understand what you're saying. You're at a seven. In, in it's confidence. super important to me. Yes, I'm very confident. You're, but I'm, you're confident it's true at a seven. Yeah. And then you're also saying that. Like, I could be wrong. Right. So it's. Because confidence doesn't, it doesn't. I mean, we were confident of a lot of things 200 years ago that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, confidence doesn't get you to truth. It's very good. Yeah. I see what you're saying. I think you're, I guess I'm really trying to understand you're confident at a seven. It's important to believe in true things at a seven. Yeah. And you're saying that, yeah, I might not be right. Well, I'm saying that we, there's always the chance that we're wrong. Right. Okay. And that's okay. Okay. Well, how do you know what you know? How do I know what I know? How do you know that it's true at a seven? Uh, well, I think it's true at a seven because I have experienced, I've experienced the imbalance of alcoholism as a disease in my family and on the people that I know and love. And I've watched it take, take over. Am I allowed to swear? No. Are you Throw sure? Throw away. My brother says that alcoholism is like Satan has his hand up your ass and he's using it like a puppet. It's very descriptive and it makes it, <laughs> it I think it drives home what it's like. So, so yeah. I mean, that's watching my brother be an alcoholic yeah. and then watching him be in recovery are like different people. Yeah. Right. And I think we've all known people like that. Yeah. I guess... What you're saying is how you know confidently what you know. Through is, observation. Yeah. And so let's say Tammy, Tammy's sitting next to you, and Tammy, for whatever reason, she hasn't had that experience. Yeah. She's had a different family. Right. It's not in her family. Right. And so she doesn't believe the belief. Oh, yeah. That's okay. So is her belief true? I don't... It doesn't really matter to me what Tammy believes. Well, is it, a, is it true objectively? Like, is it... We're saying, oh, are we objective. saying that alcoholism is a disease? Yes. Objectively, are we saying whether you believe it or not, or whether Tammy believes it or not, yeah. it's just a true belief? Yeah, I would say so. So she says it's not true because yeah. she hasn't had the experience, yeah. and she knows things the same way you know things. Yeah, sure. How I would mean, I, I guess, know? I guess the only thing I can do is speak through my experience. And I could just say that I used to be like Tammy and be like, well, why don't they just stop? Like, what's the big deal? What's the problem? And I think... Um, yeah, from the outside it might seem that way, but I think if you know someone who's been touched by alcoholism and you still believe that, then I don't know what to say to you. <laughs> like, I don't know what to do to convince you of a, yeah. an objective truth that you can't observe. So if Tammy says, alcoholism's not real, sure, people drink too much, whatever, it's not my family, yeah. I can drink, I can stop, my parents can drink, they can stop, Right. and you may not believe it, but it's the objective truth. And you don't have to believe it if you don't want to, but it's true. And that's what Tammy says. I'm not saying. Okay. That's what Tammy says. Yeah. Me as a third person, yeah. how could I find out what's true and real? What, oh. Where I should align my oh, beliefs towards? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know the answer to that. Is that something you struggle with? Um, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> is that what this podcast is about? <laughs> yeah. I guess what I'm saying is... Um, is let me ask the question this way. Yeah. Is personal experience. Yes. Is that a reliable way, in uh, this case, to know what is objectively true? 
Well, I think the personal experience for me is enough for me. But in the case of alcoholism, luckily, well, not so luckily, there are lots and lots and lots and lots of other people's personal experience. And they have come together to form a collective known as AA. And so through this um, fellowship, they have figured out so a lot of people's personal experiences, I yes, get it. Yes, have come together to be like, hey, you know what I notice? Right. I am super focused on myself and pretty selfish, and I really only want to get drinking done. And, yeah, and you I, know, I like just... they like came up with the system right. based on their personal experiences. It took them a long time, and it was a lot of yeah, yeah, I could just struggle. See, I could see with Tammy joins a group of people who are who aren't alcoholics and there are more people you yeah, know than that than believe what she believes right i'm yeah. just i think i'm wondering if we'd be at the same place yeah and let me ask you this yeah if the personal experience yeah experiences weren't available to you yeah what would be the second best way for you to know what you know oh i don't know the answer to that I mean, what do we have besides other people's experience and our own experience? Great question. How could we know things? Without being shared, without our shared experience. Can we know things that we haven't experienced? Right. And well, so I, I'm asking you. Well, yeah, and I guess like I know, I try to know as much as I can about the experience of the alcoholic so I can like provide support and encouragement to people who, you know, are in my family yeah. and I can have good experiences, you know, good relationships with them. And, and I don't want to make it sound like I'm discounting your no, experiences. No, 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 I'm no, not, no, no, I, yeah, yeah. I'm not taking offense, sure. but I'm trying yeah. to like unravel it. Yeah. But I don't, I, but I mean, that is a serious question. How can we know things? Yeah. How do we know things that we haven't directly experienced? Or can we know things that we have not directly experienced? Yeah, I mean, at a certain point, if you don't have a personal experience and you're, you have to trust the person who's telling you these stories. For example, let's say I have not personally experienced that, do you believe the earth is round? Yes. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> you never know. Yeah, you never know. So. Let's say I haven't personally experienced that the earth is round. I haven't personally experienced it because it looks flat to me, kind of. Yeah, when I look you out my window, went, you it looks never flat. went up into a plane. I haven't been on a plane, let's say. Let's just say I just, I haven't lived, I haven't left Hillsboro and this kind of looks flat to me. And that's my personal experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, let's assume yeah. just for the totally. sake of argument, yeah. I'm wrong. The earth is round. Yeah. How? Is personal experience yeah. a reliable way in that situation? No, so how, absolutely not. How, what would you suggest a better way for me to know how to know something that I... That's different from what you know. Yeah. I mean, I guess the only thing you have is stories from people who are like, hey, look, I learned this thing about science and I have a story to tell you about. So, so you're saying science? Well, I mean, yeah, I guess if somebody has a personal experience related to science that they can share with this person and Could say, you have science without the personal experience? How, the person needs to interpret it. So usually there's a person to like help them understand it, like a teacher Could you just have the science? You could, but that person would have to figure out the science on their own, wouldn't they? Well... And are they going to accidentally do that? Somebody Does science has, need the interpretation for it to be true? It can be empirically, empirically, is that the word? Yeah. It can be empirically true, but in order for someone to take that information in... You need a, someone's personal experience? I think you need somebody to explain it to you and tell you. Either they write it in a book, or they interpret it. Otherwise, it's just... What you, if you, okay. What, I mean, otherwise, they have to just come across this anomaly, or they have to find the experiment. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I think so. on their own... Yeah. Well, let's say some, let's say... How are they going to do it on their own? They read it They may the, or may not, yeah. They've got to read it in a book. Somebody had to write it. Somebody had to decide how to explain it. Somebody had to draw a little picture. If it, Let's say they read it in a book. Yeah. So, are we saying that's that's not personal experience or that is personal experience? I'm if saying they, that is, that is. If they read it in a book, that's personal experience? Well, because that person is telling a story about how science works. They're like, you know, they're being a teacher at that point. What if somebody read this, just the science study. Somebody wrote that study. And that's personal experience? Well, yeah, they conducted an experiment. And then they're telling the study, writing it out is a storytelling so that somebody else can re reproduce it. Okay. I think I got it. <laughs> Good. So personal experience. 
I'm really I, not doing this right. No, I? you're doing this. I'm not doing it right. <laughs> for, for personal experience, I think. I think the way I'm seeing personal experience, and I could be seeing it wrong or incorrectly, is that personal experience I see as a subjective thing that okay. that is person dependent. Yeah. And when I think of like Science. scientific study, I think of something objective that doesn't. But no. Okay, go ahead. Science is always being messed up by people, humans. They do a study, it turns out this way. They do the study again, it turns out this other way. Oh, it turned out you okay. lied. So science has biases. Yeah. And because science has biases, it's subjective. Well, yeah, because it's part of the human, it's part of our stories, part of our telling, part of our interpretation of what's happening here. Okay, so if I were to run a study about alcoholism, yeah, whether it's a disease, yeah. Do you think there would be possible to run a study to your satisfaction that would root out biases and subjective subjectivity in that sense? Maybe. Maybe. If. Yeah. I'm open to it. Just not saying this case, but yeah. if that that study could be run. Right. Like, what if we found a gene or something? What if? Yes, yeah. a gene, and the study was run that we ruled out all the biases that that humans. We're confident that the humans weren't influencing the outcome. Yeah. At that point, yeah. and I'm not giving you the answer, I want to know what you think. Would yeah. you rather have the objective science at that point, or would you rather have the subjective personal experience? What would be more powerful for you? I think the personal experience makes things real. So I think that, I mean, I am moved by scientific studies and information. I also know that yeah, it's all subjective anyway. So yeah, I don't know if there is an objective truth, but I don't, yeah, I feel like I'm going down this slippery. Oh no, this is, this is helps me. You don't know if there's an objective truth. Right, and when it comes to science, like I feel like interpreting, we're, humans are so, humans are subjective. Is there such a thing as objective truth? I guess that's what it seems like you want to know. Well, that's what I want, I'm asking. Yeah. I want to see, I'd like to know how you see the world. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how I feel about objective truth. Feels a little harsh to me, but I guess so. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm open to it. Okay. Um, I'm also, yeah. I'm also like, facts are great, and also facts are written by humans and interpreted and created by humans. So facts are created by humans. Yes. Facts aren't out there. We create them. Yeah, I don't think they. Well, maybe they do exist. I mean, I'm no. gonna go ahead and do my little Mentos test. Yeah. <laughs> so What's I the Mentos thing? My breath is really not fresh. <laughs> <laughs> is this like a, is this a, are they uh SE brought you, brought are they, to you by Mentor. Are they sponsoring this conversation? <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. I really don't They're think They're like, so. please they don't talk be, about it. They might be horrified. Um, okay. I feel like I'm going down, like this is why I wasn't good in philosophy class. <laughs> no, it's a pretty straightforward uh, explanation. Yeah. Mentos. Yeah. Uh, the breath freshener. Yeah. Let's say, there is an e either an even or odd number of Mentos in this oh, box. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. I don't know what the answer is. Yeah. I assume you don't know what the answer is. No. Can we say that there's an answer? Yeah, there's an answer. Objective answer that doesn't matter what we believe? Yeah, correct. But there's some fact there. Yeah, there's some fact there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, could it be said that there are facts out there yeah. that, don't, that yeah, aren't person dependent? That. I can use the, mento the Mentos to simplify life to get down to yes. Okay. Yeah. So, are we saying that the facts are out there? There's some facts out there, there, are that, some facts out there. that don't matter what we yes. believe about it. Yeah, correct. Yeah, and could that even be a definition of a fact that it's not personal? Yeah, okay. Okay, yeah. So that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, finally something we can... <laughs> no, no, this is, no. Yeah, and look, the way you might, the way you're seeing this belief, if, um, I'm telling you, if, if if it seems to be the a, a um, personally experiencing, personally speaking, the way I would I see it, if it seems to align more to what is true, yeah, I'd like to I'd like to follow you on how you're seeing. <laughs> yes, so, I know yeah. it's very hard to. I shouldn't have been chosen for this conversation because my favorite bumper sticker in the world is "I don't know and you don't know either." <laughs> right. <laughs> So, and I, it's like we don't know what the, what the truth is of that number in that box. You know, okay. we could count them. 
We could count them. We could. So we're saying that there's the answer. We might not know the answer. We might not know the answer. And being okay with not knowing the answer is something I've got very comfortable There's the answer. We might not know what the answer Yeah, I'm okay with that. At the beginning of the conversation, I asked how confident you are <laughs> in your belief, and you said a seven. In that one thing. Are you still a seven? Yeah, I'd say so. Maybe six and a half. We'll leave room for the like, ah, maybe not. Six and a half. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and uh, I assume, I'm not going to assume, are you still at a seven and how important you, uh, you want to believe in true things? Yeah. How do you think this conversation went? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know how was it for you. <laughs> I think it went pretty well. Oh, actually. good. Yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, it's a weird conversation. It's um, good. Yeah, thank you. I do yeah. appreciate it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I appreciate you, you know, being open to my whatever that I brought up. So. You are listening to Being Reasonable on WHUP. Next, we will hear from Chris as he discusses his belief in ghosts. Chris, do you happen to have a belief that you wish to discuss? Um, hmm. Uh, I believe in ghosts. Okay. Interesting. Ghosts. And by ghosts, what do we mean? Spirits. Spirits. People coming back from the afterlife to yeah, coming back. So coming back from the afterlife, or or not passing on to the afterlife per se. So you live a life. You die. You survive your death and become a spirit? Is that what you're saying? I think there's energy that's left over after you pass on, go to heaven, you know, whatever. I think there's a energy that's left, especially to me, I've actually seen two ghosts in my life. Okay. So, I, I, and then from what I've gained from what I know about it, is they were very, uh, it was a, vi a violent death or a very, uh, uh, maybe let's say mysterious death. So did you see the spirits or did you feel them? How, how did I you know? I saw both. You, oh, you saw both. I saw both. Okay. Um, Interesting. So let's say on a scale from one to seven, how confident are you that your belief is true, true and real? Seven. Okay. Yeah. Pretty confident. Yeah. And on a scale from one to seven, how important is it for you to believe in true things, things that are true and real? Uh, seven. How do you know your belief is true? Well, actually, somebody asked me one time, said, oh, you believe in ghosts? And I said, yeah, it's in the Bible. And they said, what are you talking about? It's in the Bible. I said, Jesus himself said, if I were a spirit, then would you be able to feel the, the holes in my hands? Would you feel the, they are amazing. the cut in my side? He said that. So if Jesus said that, then there are spirits because I see. Yeah. So, so, I was, so the main reason why you, just to understand where you're coming from, the main reason why you believe the belief <clears throat> is that Jesus saw spirits and that is written in the Bible that he did see them. Well, he did say he saw spirits, but he said that there were, there were simply spirits. by the statement that he, he made. I see. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Because a lot of people even, you know, they would say, you know, that wasn't really who I saw. It was it was a spirit of yeah. that person. I mean, and why do we call it the Holy Spirit? Okay, interesting. Um, well, let's suppose... And I don't, I have no idea what the Islam faith says yeah. about spirits, but let's, let's suppose that Tony is sitting next to you. Tony is uh, a Muslim and um, he uh, follows Islam. And um, he says he believes for whatever reason that spirits don't exist. He, just, that's, he has the opposite belief of yours. And I'm just a third person. And I just want to know what's true, true and real. Is there a way I could find out like what's real, like hearing you and Tony talk, like whose belief is more aligned to what is true? Hmm. So you're basically saying, you know, how, how would I convince Tony that what I believe is true? Well, or even... Not even convince, I think, I, 
if it's a true belief, I would like to know it. Yeah. And if you say it's true and like Tony sitting next to you follows a different faith and he says it's not true, mm-hmm. I'm wondering how I could, is there a way I could find out? It's like a, yeah. a test or some kind of way or is, like how? Well, you know, to me it's always amazing when you see uh, like YouTube videos that, you know, I, I've watched a couple of YouTube videos where you see an image or uh, something walk across roads, especially, and I've been there myself, in Gettysburg, a lot of violent deaths happened. Yeah. And this person was out and then parking the night and you can see the soldier walk. You, it's plain as day, you can see it. Yeah. Then you ask yourself, well, does this guy fake it? Hey, we're in the 21st century, there's a lot you can do. Right. But, is this something you saw? No. Oh, okay. I'm just saying, for instance, you see from time to time these people, who, they say they've seen things. Uh, my former wife, she, she saw things yeah. in a battlefield. Right. And, uh, you know, myself, I was probably in my teens. I uh, spent the night in this old farmhouse with a couple other people. Yeah. Uh, the guy had told us that, you know, if you hear bumps in the night or whatever else, yeah. you know, you, you know that there is a spirit. The guy was out in the woodshed, was cutting wood, whatever. Yeah. And some Union troops came into the area came in, they were stealing stuff from his house. He came in to confront him, they shot and killed him. And he was coming in because he didn't have his gun. He was looking for his pistol. And that night, we all, three of us woke up and this figure comes in into the room, came around, turns, goes out the other door. And we're all just, I mean, hair standing on my head. Uh, we're all like, did we just see? And we all saying, all three of us saw this. So, so I get two main reasons for the belief now. One is Jesus and the Bible, right? And the other main reason why you have the belief, you believe the belief, is personal experience. Personal experience. Of those two reasons, what do you, what is, what do you rely on the most to know that your belief is true? Of you? I think I rely on what uh, Jesus said. What Jesus said? Yeah. I mean. And then, you know, of course, being backed up by personal experience. Yeah. Saying like, oh, well, yeah. It, yeah. Uh, if, let's say you read the Bible and you're reading what Jesus said and you, you see him, I, don't, I have no idea what the passage says, but it says something about spirits. And you read, the, you read that passage and, and maybe it's not as, as straightforward or black and white as you thought. Would you reduce your confidence in the belief at that point, or would you still believe the belief at the same amount? You know? I, I don't know. I, you know, the belief I have in, in, in ghosts is pretty, pretty solid. Okay. Yeah. 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 Right. So, I think you're telling me. Well, what about this? I know you're at a sub. How can we make you more confident? How can we make you, I know it's about as high as you can go, but how can we make you more confident that that belief, is there something that you could know or learn? Tell me that Ghostbusters was a documentary instead of just a movie. (laughs) Right, exactly. Yeah, is there there something like like that, maybe? I'm just trying to... No. Yeah. I I don't know. I mean, I I guess all of my life, I've read so many of these. You know, you see these books in towns like the local local haunts, you know, yeah. take the ghost tours when you go to Charleston or Savannah, right? Uh, you know, like that. And it's like, you know, to me, it's like when one person says it, you know, I was abducted by aliens, whatever else, it's fine, you know, but when three or more people see the same thing different times, right? And you're saying, well, there's got to be something to that. I mean, investigate a little further. Right. Or they're all just jumping on, you know, the per- first person's story to say, you know, look at me. Uh, I got the story too. I saw it. You know, 
that kind of thing. That's, let me ask you this question then. What would make you less confident in the belief that the belief is true and real? Is there something that you can find out or learn or know or experience that would make you less confident that the belief is true? Hmm. Less confident. I don't know, maybe, maybe they, maybe if you, somebody somehow proved that, you know, there is nothing past this life. This is it. Cute t-shirts, right? There's nothing else. You know, you go in the ground and you deteriorate into the, to the dirt. And what else? You know, that, you know. So if someone could prove to you that there was no life after this life, and you would reduce your confidence in, sure. in this belief. Sure. That I think belief. a lot of people. I think a lot of people would. That's. I'm wondering how someone do that. Like how someone could prove something doesn't exist. You know, like how someone could prove like the afterlife doesn't exist or pink elephants don't exist. You know what I mean? I wonder how someone could prove that. I, I don't. I, yeah. I don't know what. Yeah. It sounds like you have a pretty high hurdle. Yeah. For, oh, yeah, it would be a very high hurdle for someone to disprove. Right. That I mean, I I I've spent a lot of time with people. I mean, would you say I'm a very religious person? I, I would think I'm a religious person. I think I believe what I believe. Yeah. But uh, I constantly find myself trying to prove, I guess, more to myself, the historical fact was Jesus really here. And that in itself kind of supports a lot of the stuff that I was like, was he even, you know, there's writings from yeah. you know, a Roman, you know, a Pontius Pilate. We have his writings. If, if your belief wasn't true, and I'm not saying yeah. this, but if it wasn't, could you, would it even be possible for you to find that out? I, I don't know. I think I, I just I think I have a belief that you know a lot of things as the years progress, uh, I think a lot more and more things are going to be revealed, uh, uh, either through science, either through I don't, I don't know uh, an experience. Uh, Something happens, uh, yeah. but I, I have a. We dig more and more. We find out more and more things every day that we didn't know yesterday. Yeah, makes sense. Um, what do you think about this? If someone has a belief, anything, and so he's out for two weeks. There's no way any that person could show themselves the belief was incorrect if it was incorrect. Or another person couldn't show them the belief was incorrect if it was incorrect. It seems like in that situation, that person would be stuck with the belief because there's no way they'd ever believe otherwise. Right. What do you think about that? Yeah. And I mean, you know, what does what does what does your beliefs? What are, what's the foundation of every belief? Whether you're Hindu, Buddhist, you know, Muslim, whatever, you know, you you start with you know faith. And by faith, what do you mean? Faith. And you, you know, you believe 100% that this happened, and that's you build upon that faith. You believe that, uh, you know, as far as we know, Buddha was real. So faith, you know, whatever. I just want to understand what you mean by faith, because I know people sometimes tell me different yeah. things. Not their faith, but faith. Yeah. I mean, when you go to a, is it when you go to the light switch, you have faith that when you flip that switch, yeah, the light's going to come off. Yeah. But you multiply that kind of faith. That so when you, that's a great example. So if I go to a light switch and I want to turn it on, and do I have faith? that it is going to turn on? Do I have trust that it's going to turn on, that the light's going to turn on? Do I have evidence, some kind of evidence that the light's going to turn on? I think, it's a, I think it's a matter of all three. I mean, you went to that light switch before and you turned it on. So you, you have evidence that it had worked before. So faith is evidence. I, I think it's built upon evidence. I think it's built on uh, you know, things that you've done in the past. Uh, experience, 
I wonder why we use that word like faith. Like I have faith that this religion is true or that religion is true as opposed to someone saying, I wonder why people don't say more like, I have evidence that this is true. Yeah. What do you think about that? I, th I think a, a lot of things people just spout out and there's no, no backbone to it. Uh, I think a lot of things, especially these days, people Tony just says that about your belief. Yeah. What well, would you tell them? I, I would try my best in the nicest way and with the best knowledge that I've had, have to, to try to convince them otherwise. I, I'm not going to go and try and turn you into from a Buddhist to a Christian. I'm just going to show you what I believe. I've had this conversation. I used to travel to Asia a lot. And in China, I'm dealing with people who believe in nothing. Yeah. And you start these conversations like, oh, well, I, my father's brother, he's, he's Buddhist. And, you know, and then they say, what, what? They didn't know. What does a Christian believe in? You know, what is a right. You know, and then I think, you know. It seems like that you have a strong belief in spirits and also. Christianity, and I would imagine it's Southern, and it seems like Tony has his belief in Islam, and right. and I imagine he could be at a Southern, and you know, it seems like that we're all walking around with these really intense beliefs that we all believe in a Southern, and it appeared to me that there are situations where that couldn't possibly be true, that his belief is in a Southern, your belief is in a Southern. My my uh, great uncle was a Southern Baptist minister. Yeah. And he once said in a uh, sermon, he said, you know, we we believe this, we believe this Bible, we believe Jesus was the Son of God, and blah, blah, blah. And he said, but you know what? He said, it does come down to what I told a friend of mine the other day that was uh, of a different belief. And yeah. He said, well, I tell you what, when I get up there, I'm going to. I'm going to give you a phone call and I'm going to call you and tell you what's going on. He said, will that, will that make it right for you? You know, you laugh about it, but yeah. you think, it's like, is there somebody you want to say? Right. Hey, hey, he was right. So it seems like that. I'm, I'm just curious how someone can have such an intense belief at seven where that belief is where someone else can arrive at a vastly different conclusion. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And, and I think, to me, sorry, I didn't. Yeah, please. I think, to me, uh, I think religion, from its purity, uh, we're men. We're human. We're you know we're the human race. I think men, in general, are going to pervert and change and warp any true. Uh, you know, perfect thing. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna mess it up. <laughs> we're gonna mold it to fit what we want it to be. And I think that's, I mean, yeah. that, that's what hap That's why you get different religions, and that's right. why you. I guess maybe what I'm saying is, excuse me, <clears throat> is that if a belief can't be shown to be false, then how do we know that it's true? Yeah. I think, you know, that's, it's a hard point. It's a hard point to, to prove. I mean, you know, again, I, it's, uh, it's boils down to, you know, what kind of person you are, what your, what your background was, where, where were you raised, where, you know, being that determining what beliefs you have? I think so. Yeah, sure it does. If your belief wasn't true, would you want to know it? Sure, sure. I think we all would. You know, if we get information that we've been told all our lives is totally incorrect, it's, I think it's shocking, it's painful. Would it change your life? It, sure. Well, sure. Well, I, I, I think if, if we're all big enough and can admit our faults that we've been going down the wrong road. I think before we get too far down that road, if somebody averts us off to a different path because we're on the wrong road, uh, if we're big enough 
and uh, yeah. and and you know we can you know say yeah, I'm, yeah. Not, I'm not perfect. Maybe I should maybe I should look into that. Yeah, yeah. I, that that I like what you're saying. I've had intense beliefs in the past, and I might have intense beliefs now. They could be totally wrong. And uh, I like I'd like to find that out. Cool. Thank you. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. It's pretty good. Thank you much. Yeah. yeah. Same here. Next, we will hear from Paul as he attempts street epistemology for the very first time. Paul has a conversation with Pamela as she discusses her belief in the rights of all people. Hi. Good to meet you. Pamela, right? It's good to meet okay, you, I'm too. Paul. I'm it's local Paul. here, too. I live in Hillsboro. Great. So you might see my kids and my wife walking around at some point. Great. So. see my kid. Walking around. Yeah? Your, yeah. your son's here? Or? My daughter. One your of daughter. my daughters is exhibiting. Oh, cool. What have, are they exhibiting? They have a, a card and etc. pottery company called Creature Camp Studio. Oh, cool. And it's an inclusive line of cards. Pottery. Cards like greeting cards? Like greeting cards. And they're different than others because they represent uh, just good feelings, encouraging feelings. Cool. And they also represent people who aren't physically perfect gotcha. and there are a lot of us out there so so inclusive it's, it's very inclusive and it's from the heart very cool so it's very wonderful i'm very proud that's awesome yeah cool. all right so what belief mm -hmm. do you want to talk about i want to believe in um the uh, my belief is that women are whole human beings who deserve all the rights of all the people who are on this earth, so they should be equal to men in okay. terms of their rights. Okay, so you believe that women, mm -hmm. let me just rephrase this to make sure I understand. It was a little clumsy. <laughs> no, it's totally fine. <laughs> that women and men are equal? Uh, women and men, it's human rights, basically is what I'm trying to say. I believe in human rights. Okay. I believe in rights of all people to be equal, yes. Okay, <laughs> awesome. That sounds like a good claim. Yeah. And I guess how um, it seems to be uh, difficult for some people to fathom that that all people are equal. Yes. Okay. And how confident are you in this belief on a scale of like one to seven? Seven being the most, the most confident. confident. One meaning I have very little confidence uh -huh. in it. I'm full of doubt. And seven meaning I'm absolutely certain. Seven. Okay. Seven. Mm -hmm. And how important is it to you to believe in things that are true? Well, on the same scale, one to seven. seven. One is like, it's not that important to me. Uh -huh. Seven is I only want to believe in true things. And seven. if it's not true, okay. Seven, seven. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. So you want to believe in true things, sure. and this is something that you believe in really strongly mm -hmm. about. Okay. And the, again, let me just make sure I understood, understand the belief is that everyone on the earth is equal. Everyone should have equal rights. Equal rights. So do you disagree with I, what I just said, that everyone is equal? Well, what is equal? You tell me. Yeah. I think everybody should have the same rights. Okay. I don't think everybody, I mean, how you're judging people, that's where I need to know specifics. I don't think that somebody who is evil is equal in, um, in uh, what would the word be? I don't see an evil person the same as I see uh, so I, I see them not as equal people in my eyes. But I do believe that people should have equal rights. So regardless of, let me make sure I make, I'm saying this right. So regardless of kind of This what, is complicated when no, you really totally take about it. Yeah, no. So like regardless <laughs> of kind of the decisions that we make, mm -hmm. whether they be good or evil as you're kind of classifying them, people should have the same rights regardless of that and regardless of any other kind of classification or yes. aspect of us yes. and if somebody is awful and has connections they don't deserve more uh, freedom to do what they want to do they should have equal rights to anybody else now when you say equal rights what do you mean by that I mean that as a person uh, if there's a law everybody should have to follow should, what sorry everyone should have to follow this is getting very complicated, I see what you mean. Um, yes, I just think that everybody, every person, every human, should have the right to be who they are. To be who they are. 
course, now that I said that, <laughs> that's totally fine. <laughs> if someone is, you know, a murderer, no, they don't have the right to do that. So I would think everybody has a right to be who they are without infringing upon someone else's rights. Okay. So you're just uh, make sure I understand correctly. Your belief is that as long as people are acting in a way that doesn't affect other people's rights adversely, yes. adversely, mm -hmm. then they should have the right to do what they want to do. Yes. Okay. And when you say rights, uh -huh. is there any kind of um, kind of core rights that you are referring to? Is rights meaning anything specific to you? It means not infringing upon someone else's life in an adverse way. Okay. Um, and how do you define like if it's adverse? Is that from if their opinion? Hurtful. Like if, if someone believes that it's, it's um, adverse from their opinion, they feel that it's an adverse, then that's how you would classify if it's an adverse outcome? That's a very good question. Uh, I guess, well, yes, this is a very, this is much I different. Think it, no. This is great because um, it seems so simple, but then dissecting it, it is difficult to express. Totally, no, I feel a lot, I feel the same way about a lot of the aspects wow. of my life. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I don't think anybody has a right to infringe on someone else's rights to be who they are. If somebody goes past the boundaries of their own life and interferes with someone's life in a negative way, okay. I don't think that's acceptable. If I punched you in the nose and thought that punching someone in the nose was okay, I would still be wrong because I'm affecting you in a negative way. Okay. So let's say like theoretically that there's a scenario where someone is affected in a way that they're comfortable with, but it violates kind of the law. Would you say that that's a violation of rights or not a violation of rights? Well, laws aren't rights. Okay. And I don't believe in all the laws. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So uh, somebody made the laws and I don't agree with all of them, but then some of those laws affect me in a negative way, infringe upon my freedoms. For instance, abortion rights. Right. Nobody has a right to tell me what to do with my own body. And also, well, I won't go off on that tangent. So is there a scenario that you could imagine where your belief would be lowered from like a seven to a lower number? Is there any scenario where you feel like your belief could change? I'd be open to talking with someone if they um, had an issue and wanted to discuss it. But basically, I just think that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm pretty, I've gone through so many changes in life and phases and done so much thinking and trying to grow and become the best person I can be. And it's funny how things are so complicated when you're younger. As you live, if you keep, at least I think, if you keep up with things and keep working and keep growing, it actually becomes much more simple. Yeah. And the, the simple truth for me is uh, what my father taught me. So you come back around. When I was young, I asked him what being Jewish meant because I didn't know. I was very young. And he said, you be a good person, get a good education, you help your family, and then you help others. And I take that as my way of being in life. I think it's a good way to be. Yeah. And nothing, there's nothing in there about hurting someone or stepping on someone or using someone or throwing someone away. It's just be a good person. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, that doesn't it always happen. So there are all these little um, quirks in belief systems, but I hold on to that as well as I can. Cool. And I try to live that way as much as I can. And when I can't, I uh, apologize when I am told that that wasn't the right thing to do and I use it as a learning, you know, a learning, because we're all learning all the time. Totally, yeah. Nothing is set in stone. So yes, when you say seven, I would like to believe that I could do that, but nobody's hurt. And I'm sure <laughs> right, I falter right. and I'm not like above being petty and 
that kind of stuff sometimes, but I try not to. So my goal is a seven. So I guess, um, is it safe to assume then that what you were taught, how mm -hmm. you were raised mm -hmm. is kind of the, the reason that you believe what you believe? That's the way I was uh, raised and also I watched. I was very quiet and introverted. Why? And I would just watch people. People, okay. And yeah. I saw that what what my father said was something that was really valuable. And so I aspired to that. So let's say theoretically you've got Tammy, who's this person, uh -huh. hypothetical person, and they're raised in a family with uh -huh. a father, uh -huh. siblings, and their father taught them the opposite. Okay, uh -huh. that it's important just to look out for yourself. Uh -huh that your own rights are the know, important Tammy. thing. <laughs> um, uh -huh. And so they, the re if I talked to Tammy, she uh -huh. would say, the reason I believe this is uh -huh. because my dad taught me sure. this. I felt that it was the right thing. Sure. Um, so if, if I'm here and I'm looking at you and I'm looking at Tammy uh -huh. and you're telling me kind of the same impetus for your beliefs, sure. like how do I determine which belief is the right belief to have? It's up to you. <laughs> what do you mean? You have to decide. Nobody can tell you what to decide. Well, what, what, what factors do you think I should weigh in determining what belief is the right belief to hold? Or which, not necessarily right, but which one is the true belief? Do you believe that there is a true belief in this scenario? No. Okay. Everybody has their, I mean, there are as many truths as there are people. And then some, because a lot of people are conflicted. There's no universal anything. Do you feel like there's any universal truths on any aspects of life or just some aspects are universal and some aspects uh, aren't? Uh, no. I have very strong views about life. I can't see because if I did that then I'd be imposing and infringing on you. And gotcha. that's yeah, yeah. my belief. Gotcha. You can believe anything you want, but if you go past that boundary of my safety, then that's not okay. I can't tell you what to believe. Nor what I want to. Would you, I guess, is it, you have beliefs though, uh -huh. that you believe are true. They're true for me. True for you. Uh -huh. So do you feel like those things would not be true for other people then? Well, I know they aren't because I see other people's behavior. And so, it, doesn't, it doesn't align with some of my beliefs. Gotcha. So are you then, I guess, maybe an important clarification would be how you define the word true. Uh -huh. um, do you define it as like effective? Or as like true in the sense of like like it's literally true, false, kind of tangible, physical, correct. Like because it it feels sometimes like a little bit like you're saying like it could be true to someone in the sense that it's um, it works for them. Is that what you're kind of saying? Not so much works because that's convenient. I think life is uh, difficult and you have to do the work. Yeah, yeah. So I don't believe in you know for me. I don't believe that if, if it's convenient, then I'll believe this way. If it's not, I'll believe it that way. I just think that I have a, I have a belief system that is right for me, and that's what I try to stay true to. So in terms of truth, that's my truth. Gotcha. How, how true I can be to that belief system. And what if, is there a scenario where you could imagine where you're where you would feel more confident that this is the right belief to hold? I don't need that because I know. I think. I weigh things. So, so everything you... isn't automatic. I mean, if I see something, I'll think about it and I'll, and I'll figure out my belief in that particular moment. There isn't uh, the right and wrong. Life is way too complicated for that and uh, gotcha. too simplistic. So. This has been really awesome. Thank you. So I guess just my kind of... Do you have a headache too? <laughs> no, no, I, not at all. Like I just think it's really cool. I love the way that you like talk through your beliefs and well, I think it's really cool. Um, I guess my last question would be, mm -hmm. is there, is there, is it important for you to believe for people to believe what you believe in any way? No. Um, it's none of my business how somebody else believes. That would be totally antithetical to what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Cool. So I don't have to deal with those people if I am fortunate enough to have choices. A lot of people don't have choices because they are 
and not in a position to be able to say no to anyone. Totally. And um, so it's a it's a privilege to be able to have choices and make choices, and I'm very grateful for that, and I don't take it for granted. And so every every day, it's like everything is a choice. How I'm going to behave? Am I going to hold the door for somebody? Am I going to smile at somebody? Am I going to help somebody? Those are all really important choices because they are part of uh, you know connecting in a positive way with other people, and it's amazing how a little thing like that can make someone feel so much better and there I don't think there's enough of that in the world. Right. Anything else you wanted to add? Or I any think questions you did a for fabulous me? job. Thank you. I really do. Because <laughs> I can be a little obtuse. So you did no, really not well. At all. No, no. I thought it you was You did awesome. great. Thank so you thank so you. much. It was yeah. very comfortable. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Awesome. That was awesome. Oh, that was yeah. so awesome. There's some things I we'll <laughs> wish I could do we'll talk, again. But that is really good. I mean, first of all, the rapport, boom, automatically, and just, and just the way you ask the questions, just by you asking, I mean, this is the magic of what you're, we're doing here, is that just by you asking the questions, she was thinking it through. And, and regardless of the question, really, I mean, she started like, wait, why do I, wait, does that make sense? And she was thinking it through, and that's part of what it's all about, I think. So I think that was awesome, really. Um, and I, I, uh, your questions were really good. Um, I liked how you ended it too. Um, I think you're a natural. I do. It was a really hard claim, and we didn't talk about this. We should have. Yeah, I, there was times where I felt like maybe we should have picked something else. Well, no, that's what she wanted to talk about. That's fine, but what we didn't talk about is. It was a normative claim. Yeah. That most of the claims we've discussed is um, specific things. Yeah. Is the Earth round or flat? We might not know the answer, but we're going to presume that there is an objective answer out there somewhere. Uh, with normative claims, things get a little more murky um, because. It depends on what the claim is, right? Yeah. And it could be a preference claim, like, do I, I think vanilla is the best ice cream of all and it beats chocolate any day of the week. Well, it's a preference claim and you can it have a confidence turns level more on into that. into a preference claim. But, that, but this wasn't a preference claim. This was um, a value, values claim, yeah. you know, uh, that this is a higher value to have as opposed to another mm. set of values. Right? Yeah. Or these are these ethical standards are better as a person to hold or as a society to hold as these ethical standards. And so the questioning is it SE can be done it's done the same way, but um, it kind of changes up the way you ask some of the questions. And we'll get into that. I'm pretty sure the way she was talking about truth uh, was that we could all have our own truth. Yes. And that's a very common thing. So when someone talks about that, we really need to talk about what they mean about um, having their own truths. Like those kinds of conversations are one I just enjoy generally. Right. So I was happy just to kind of talk to her about how she processes the world. Um, I get it, man. I but, get it the same way. But it wasn't probably the most like SE by the book. I, I wish I could guide this into a more traditional SE approach. Well, but. I'm not the god of SE, but I'm thinking it's SE. So <laughs> <laughs> from my perspective, it's well, that's uh, good, I guess. You know, it's a, uh, you know, I'm not, you know, we debate what kind of things need to be met in order to call it an SE conversation, but pretty darn SE to me. Cool. Uh, so that was awesome. Cool. Yeah, so we need somebody else. From the WHUP studios in downtown Hillsboro, North Carolina, I'm Mark Solomon, and you've just listened to another episode of Being Reasonable. Questions? Thoughts? Connect with us at beingreasonableshow.com. See you next week.